Hello, everyone. For those of you who don't know us, I am Nayaswami Maria, and this is Nayaswami Ananta. I'd like to extend a special welcome to those of you who are here as guests, perhaps for the first time, and all of those viewing online. It's a joy to share this service with all of you. I'd like to begin reading from Rays of the One Light, and this is written by Swami Kriyananda based on the teachings of Parapansa Yogananda. And these are taken from, uh, these are commentary taken from uh, scripture from the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita. And this is uh, week 47. <coughs> Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus Christ tells us, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. There is a difference between church dogmas, which are based on reasoned deductions from scriptural statements, and the pronouncements of wisdom, which are based on the inner realization of scriptural truths. Reason, like a train, can only follow already existing tracks of human experience. Human memory, being short, is seldom able to cross back over the threshold of a person's present existence. Biblical references to previous lifetimes on earth are overlooked in the deductive process and we find them therefore excluded from the body of official dogma. Nevertheless, such references exist. The Bible itself presents them, as does Jesus in this passage, not as abstract teaching, but as direct personal perception of the truth. In the same way, Krishna, in the Bhagavad Gita, silences Arjuna's reasonable doubts on the subject not by reasoned argument, but by the frank statement contained in the fourth chapter of that great scripture. Arjuna, you and I have passed through many births. I know all of them, though you, O chastiser of foes, recall them not. Thus, through holy scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Paradoxes of life, the dreams of birth and death, 
the changing scenes and places that surge around us. All these are nothing but movies designed to engage us in the cosmic illusion. O divine operator, with thy cosmic vibratory light, thou dost show us ever new thrills, a motion picture true to all our five senses, keeping us amused and entertained through sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. O magic operator, thy true-seeming spectacle beams daily into the screens of our consciousness. I take it as thy grace that I've been chosen to play both tragic and comic parts in thy drama. I'm happy to have acted all these parts, both of sorrow and of joy. Still, Father, give me now and then a few days of respite from my task. <laughs> Let me retire to my closet of introspection, stand before my own thought audiences, and behold with laughing heart all the tragedies and comedies I've enacted. Teach me to look upon all that happens in my life with a pleased, interested attitude that at the end of each episode, no matter how sad or difficult, I may exclaim, ah, that was a good show, full of thrill, suspense, and excitement. I'm happy to have seen it, and I have learned much from it for my own benefit. Well, I, I chose this uh, passage from Whispers because I think it uh, encapsulates the heart of Paramahansa Yogananda's teachings on reincarnation, and by extension, Swami Kriyananda's editing of that writing and his uh, work with Ananda in helping us to use the opportunity of reincarnation and the knowledge of some of our past lives to move closer to God. The pitfall, I think, in modern America is that reincarnation has, in fact, integrated itself into the mainstream. Uh, it is, <laughs> with that, uh, battered and beat heavily. I remember once uh, being in a grocery store in Sacramento, and the inquirer, what was or is a tabloid, uh, that was uh, there at the checkout counter. And there was a picture of a female finger with a parakeet on it. And the article was, Sorrow turns to joy. My dead husband reincarnated as my pet parakeet. <laughs> and there was a picture, it was all scientific. So we, we were sure <laughs> that it was true. <laughs> but that's the, the pitfall of it. And unfortunately, and our lives, we see that it's, it's in the flow now. We don't just live one life, um, which addresses the seeming inequality and unfairness of each life. And it would be pretty hard to understand how these lives could be fair with the very karma that we endure as disciples and as non-disciples. But in this writing, a master just goes to the heart of it. These lives, all of them, the good ones and the bad ones are dreams. This is a make-believe world. The script is written by Maya and constantly trying to make us forget that we are children of God, that we have come from God, that we return to God. And that's the important thing. Reincarnation, wonderful, exciting to some. 
I have noticed that it's mostly the new disciples that are really excited about reincarnation. <laughs> the disciples that have been here quite a while realize that we're always reincarnating. You know, we spent four or five incarnations as Ananda, uh, changing and being this, and in the financial services department, and then we ran the market, and then we were the village manager, and then we did the master plan, and then we were sent to do this and that, and on and on and on, and we think, wait a minute. What's behind all this? Well, what's behind all this is self-realization. What's behind all this is not, as Master refers to in Whispers, watching the movie constantly, analyzing the movie, dissecting the movie, trying to create the next movie, your next life, or the last part of this life, or the second half of this life. But it is to wake up from the movie, to turn and see that beam and realize that this entire play is make-believe. What is reality? Light of God, love of God, sound of God, peace of God, joy of God, calmness of God, power of God. That's reality. That's the deal. And when we look at our past lives, if we use them to wake up or to perfect our lives or to move forward, then good. Sister Gyanamada, as usual, summed it up succinctly and to the point. What comes of itself, let it come. If you remember past lives, if you remember incidents in past lives, great. If they help you towards God. Master didn't spend a lot of time talking to the disciples about what they were in past lives. In certain cases, yes. He mentioned it to them, specifically. You did this. You this will this will something you can finish. You, you can work out. And you know he would say to them specifically. Swami Kriyananda spent even less time talking. I remember very few, if any, instances where Swami said, "Now look, in a past life you were, you know, George the plumber, and you've got to be, you know, Frederick the plumber, and you've got to do this." He never said that to us. There was one exception that's sort of notable in his life as. William the Conqueror's son, Henry, Swami did spend some time talking to us and teaching us about that. He had Catherine write a very fascinating book in which she explored that. And then he helped her explain the underlying themes of that. Not the specifics, they're not that important. Where you were if you liked gluten-free bread. <laughs> that wasn't the point. The point was, Master came as William the Conqueror. His mission ended. Henry had to pick it up, take it forward, so that the next generation could take it forward. The parallel there is that Paramahansa Yogananda's life had to end on March 7, 1952, but there was a lot of work to be done, and it was Kriyananda's mantle to carry that forward, and we were his cohorts. We are his soldiers. We are, we have the opportunity to tune in to Master through the furtherance of that work. And so, Catherine's book, with Swamiji's help, is a, a fascinating exposure of how one life can lead to another, how you can resolve and move forward towards what? self-realization, and not painting the perfect picture of the next life, not making your life better in terms of worldly sense within the dream,
but to transcend, to leave the dream behind. That's what reincarnation's lesson is. It comes down in practical ways. There was a couple of um, murderers escaped uh, last summer from a prison in upstate New York. And they were very dangerous men. And they had committed murders and they were out on the loose. So the US press, being the US press, got to mom, mom of one of the murderers, and said, you know, well, what, you know, what would you say about your son? You know, he's, he's out there running around. I think they ran around for three weeks. Uh, and, and mom's quote was absolutely beautiful. You know, mom, this is the mother of the murderer who's now escaped. And she says, I always told my kids, you do the crime, you do the time. <laughs> Imagine the Ananda mothers telling their children, you do the crime, you do the time. <laughs> but for this gentleman, it was really appropriate. Because <laughs> she could see at a very young age that he was on the wrong track and it wasn't going to get better. And she was right, mother's intuition. <laughs> it was just so sweet because you realize through reincarnation, we draw those situations that are appropriate. Our, our lives haven't been that. We have drawn opportunities to hear the teachings of Yogananda, to understand the living Christ, to learn to meditate, to be with Kriyananda, or if we, weren't, if we haven't had that chance, to be with the next in line in that process, and to tune into the Guru, ever living, ever changeless, and to realize we are ever living, we are ever changeless. Kriyananda used to remind us that we are as old as God. Through all this reincarnation, all these journeys, sure, within the time of Maya, yeah, it seems like lifetimes here and lifetimes there. But in reality, is it really lifetimes here and lifetimes there? It's all a dream. And so we have to distance ourselves from those outer realities. There's two ways that we can do this. One is inner and one is outer. First inner, when we meditate, when we go into the light, dive into that level of reality that has no form, it has no body, you're not a man or a woman, you're not an African American or Irish American or an Italian person, you're not that, you're formless, you're changeless. This is why we did this chant that Sri Yukteswar likes so much, formless free from dreams of all earthly life. These are just dreams over and over. And to study the dream and to past life regress, if it helps you, great. But if it helps you realize that that's not reality, great. If it locks you in to getting even with that ex-husband of yours, that's not quite the point. <laughs> because that ex-husband of yours is changeless and formless. And to identify him or her with those mistakes, is that helping anyone? No, no, it's not helping us. That's not how the masters see us. The masters might see the pattern, and they might say, oh gee, what about this life or that life? Well, okay, if we learn the lesson from it, good. Om Swaha, on we go. The lesson is, you are a child of the Heavenly Father. And every one of the seven billion people on this planet is a child of the Heavenly Father. 
good, bad, or indifferent at the moment? True. But moving forward towards what? Light, <coughs> love, peace, joy, calmness, om, shakti, power. That's where we're moving. So inwardly, when you meditate, feel you don't have a body. You don't have a form. You're not an age. You're not rich or poor. All of your ego-related items can be cast aside. They're maya. Your divine-related items need to be held onto, amplified, concentrated on, lived, chant, meditate, live for God, serve God, and feel that you're an instrument for God. And that is the second aspect that will free us from this. And that is to try as much as you can in your outside life to feel that you're not specifically part of this, this job, this situation, this culture, this school, this whatever, but you're a channel for infinite love, infinite kindness, infinite wisdom. When you feel love from husband, wife, children, parents, friends, feel that it's not even personal, that it's divine. It's God's love flowing through your father, your mother, your friend, your children, your friend's children. This is the expansive consciousness that will free us from this dream of reincarnation and being into and attached to this situation. Patanjali said that when we perfect non-greed, we remember our past lives. When we have no attachment to even to what is ours, to our situation, to the blessings that we have, to the situations, wealth, health, or illness, poverty, whatever it is, if we have no attachment to that, we start to pull away, the soul pulls away from that ego, and we realize this is one God, one love, flowing through everything. When you're working, feel that you're an instrument for that. Whether you're fixing things, the laws, I, I'm often reminded that the laws of mechanics are consistent, <laughs> that, that they don't change. And so, diesel explodes by compression every single time. <laughs> if it didn't, it would really confound you. If you added up all those numbers and you came out with a different total every time, what kind of an accountant would you be? <laughs> you know, you'd go mad. But think of the wisdom in the universe and the harmony and feel that you're just a part of that. Try to keep a little distance from your own situation and feel more a universal self. You know, Lahiri used to say, I feel myself in all bodies, all throughout the world. Master could feel himself, not only in the disciples, but in all people. Kriyananda, you could see that he could feel currents of thought and would sometimes write a book or compose music that essentially the world needed. The world needed a vibration. The world needed an antidote to hatred, greed, anger, all those things. Feel yourself in that samadhi state. In the situation that you're out, answering the phone at the expanding line, here's a guest. Okay, I've told you this many times. At East West Bookstore, I used to work at East West Bookstore Sacramento. We used to play this game. The person coming through that door, our customer, that's Babaji. He's disguised in some unusual way. We're gonna see through it, we're gonna help him. 
We're going to serve him. And he's going to act very strange. He might be rude. He might be horrible. But we're not going to give in to that because we see through the delusion. We see God. That's what we need to do. Inward and outward. See God and feel that. And then if a vision or an insight into reincarnation, if it comes, sister said, let it come. It comes if, it's, if it helps you. I remember once I had to collect the rent from a family in uh, Rancho Cordova when we took over the apartment. This lady wasn't a disciple. And uh, I, I went in there and I'm trying to serve. And I was going to have to evict this lady and ask her to leave because the disciples were coming in. So I went, I went to meet her and so she had me come in. And, um, she was uh, smoking cigarettes at the time and had just taken a shower and her little boy was on the, in the front uh, room, living room. So I sat with the little boy for a little bit. There was a black and white television on playing I Love Lucy. It's an old television show from the 50s. And uh, there was smoke in there. It was really, really smoky. You know, Mom had all the windows closed and she was smoking cigarettes. And my first impulse was, oh, you know, poor little thing. And then I just looked at the little boy and Master just showed me in a past life, he had just loved being at the bar and smoking cigarettes, and he, he wanted to be there. He wanted to sit there smoking, he wanted, I love Lucy, and he wanted the windows closed, and I thought, this is, this is the way it is. It, the reincarnation is always working, and it was so sweet because Master said, don't, don't worry, I, it's all under control. What do we take from that? Thank you, Master. As this reading said, we were drawn to truth. We were interested in what Swami Kriyananda was teaching. We wanted to hear the joy singers. We wanted to hear this music. This music spoke to us. Thank God for that. This is the month of Thanksgiving. We have a lot of thanking to do. Every day, thank God. We've been given this gift. Thank you. Don't worry about your past lives. Don't worry. If they come, they come. But the main thing is not your past lives. It's your present life. What are you going to do today? Are you going to come closer to God? Are you going to live in joy? Are you going to admire these beautiful black oak trees that are turning sangha yellow? Just so that you could see them. Just so that you could feel that beauty of God. Are you going to feel that rain and snow coming finally after this drought? Thank God for that. Thank God for each other. See God in each other. Each one of us is not the past life where you fought on the battlefield, that doesn't matter. What matters is we are brothers and sisters in God. We are one with all true seekers. We are children of one Father. Live in that always. Thank you.